calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. This is the managing editor of the CFA Institute Financial Analyst Journal, Heidi Rabenheimer, giving you my quick overview of what's in our second quarter issue. We open with the first of our series celebrating 75 years of advancing the knowledge and understanding of the practice of investment management. Our esteemed executive editor, Stephen Brown, reflects on the journal's history in his article, The Efficient Market Hypothesis, The Financial Analyst Journal, and the Professional Status of Investment Management. He traces the development of the major valuation theories alongside the historic debates about investment as a profession throughout 75 years. This is a beautifully written piece, rich with existential insights for young and old investment professionals alike. Next, Cornell and DeModeran provide their viewpoint of the big market delusion and its implication for valuation. This is an important read for financiers and early-stage IPO investors. They argue that overconfidence inherent in entrepreneurs and venture capitalists leads to overestimates of the overall profit potential in so-called big markets, as well as their own prospective slice of that profit. As the market grows and listing activities begin, individual and collective overpricing continues until the inevitable price correction. They present three case studies of this big market delusion. E-commerce of the 90s, the online advertising market, and cannabis. Yes, you heard me, cannabis. Four research articles follow. The first is George Seraphim's Public Sentiment and the Price of Corporate Sustainability. Seraphim was one of the authors of Why and How Investors Use ESG Information, which was published in our third quarter 2018. While the pursuit of sustainability activities may well strengthen a firm's future, the author asks, if the market has already priced those benefits, where is the value for active investors? How do ESG investors find value or ESG at a good price? This paper combines conventional firm data, MSCI ESG scores, and big data measuring public sentiment about each firm's sustainability activities. The author examines the relationship between book-to-market and ESG performance for companies, and he incorporates the momentum of public sentiment toward each company's ESG activities. He finds that the market generally undervalues ESG activities in firms with negative momentum in their public sentiment, although the contrary doesn't seem to hold. Value investors, take note. By the way, if you think you might need a quick catch-up on the arguments around sustainability and investing, the motivation and literature review section of this article provides an excellent resource. And speaking of sentiment, our next research article also makes use of big data. These authors explore the pricing opportunities in managerial tone. They extract data on the tone surrounding earnings releases, the tone of the press release, the tone of the formal prepared presentation by management, the tone of the analysts' questions, and the tone of the managers when they respond to analysts' questions in the conference call that follows. They conclude that when managers change their tone, analysts and investors change their tune. Readers interested in this kind of textual analysis will find both the literature review and the full spectrum of their findings fascinating. But the important takeaway is that when managers speak more negatively than before, earnings decline, and that's true after controlling for the negativity of the press release and analyst question, as well as a number of other variables. The results show that analysts do react to these bleak changes in tone by appropriately revising their forecasts downwards, but not sufficiently. 
In the days and weeks after the conference call, companies whose managers employed a more negative tone underperform a benchmark of other firms with similar characteristics, followed by a post-call drift as the market slowly continues to incorporate the negative information. The bottom line? The announcement and the tone of the announcement and subsequent discussion holds information for analysts. Our next article presents a currency investing strategy. In The Equity Differential Factor in Currency Markets, authors from State Street demonstrate the significant gain from trading on equity market differentials across the G10 markets. Except instead of investing in equities, they invest in currency. It turns out that high equity market returns in particular countries imply future spot returns in the same country's currencies. This may at first seem similar to the carry or even momentum or trend strategies, but this equity differential strategy is demonstrably different as an alpha source in currency investment and shows low correlation with carry trend and value. There is some evidence that the strategy benefits from cross-border equity demand that filters into the currency market. It may also be an anticipation in the currency market of a country's changing fundamentals. Read the full article for the simple five-step method to implement this currency investment strategy. From currency to credit management, authors from AQR Capital look under the hood of active credit managers. Equity management gets a lot of attention, but this article focuses on the activeness in the fixed income space of actively managed credit funds. The authors find that there's a lot of passive going on in the active space. We might expect credit hedge funds to hedge out traditional market risk premia, but as a group it turns out they're highly exposed. Long-only credit mutual funds, on the other hand, are underexposed as a group to these premia. Furthermore, neither of these groups appear to be paying attention to the literature on well-compensated systematic factors, as they are not meaningfully exposed to these. Credit investors may have to find their own ways to orient their investments to these systematic themes in order to diversify their overall exposure. Our issue ends with correspondence in response to the article In Defense of Portfolio Optimization, published in the third quarter 2019 issue. Remember that we provide summaries of all research articles at cfainstitute.org and links to the full articles on our publishing partner's site, freely available to all CFA Institute members.